What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Picks Against the Spread, presented by the Sports Profits. Jason, we're going to let you go first here because obviously the vibes are still high, but we've struggled. Jock, Nico, and I did not have an overwhelming week one like we prepared for. I think you were the only winner in our group. So go ahead, run us through your plays that hit. I, I know there's there's only a couple. You were you were smart with your bets. So yeah, so my lock hit with Miami with minus three and a half. Played it at two and a half earlier in the week, though. I played the Dolphins and the Ravens in a money line parlay, and I played Tampa Bay on the money line. And there was a teaser in there too that I can't think of right now that I also hit, but I did lose on Jacksonville on the money line on a small play. I was up five units, five or six units this weekend. My lock hit, I hit Ravens minus six and a half, Ravens minus seven in action. But other than that, I'm sure Nico will tell you, but the 49ers absolutely bent me over. I mean, and, and ravaged me. I, I feel like anything else I could use to describe that would not be adequate. It was pitiful. On top of that, we saw the Colts game. Obviously, at this point, Rodrigo Blankenship has been cut finally last year. Did not do well. I think he was hitting like 75% last year. Um, that's not up to par. That's not up to par. We should have won that game. We scored 17 points in the last 12 minutes. It shouldn't have came down to that, but everything combined was just miserable for me. And then I took a heave on Broncos Seahawks again, as Nico will tell you, not good. So yeah, I'm, I'm one to know on my locks, but that's okay because week two, I, I've never felt better. I've never felt better about a slate in my life. Bankroll management is at an all time high. There's all only up from here. I, I got the shit out of the way. I've waded through the muck. I'm ready to fucking go. I will be surprised, shocked. If I do not go 11 and all week two, I, I would be absolutely demoralized because I feel so good. Vibes are immaculate here. I, I just know we are going to succeed in week two. Well, Corey, um, I'm at a very, in a very depressed state right now. I know. Starting off Saturday noon, I probably put five or six units on Alabama minus 20. That, that didn't hit. Sunday, San Fran probably doubled that unit amount. Didn't hit. And then today I was like, oh, listen, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go try playing some soccer today. It didn't hit. I'm Broncos yesterday. Didn't hit. And I'm I'm in a really really bad state right now. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have a few moral locks here this week, and I'm getting getting away from everything else besides I'm looking at a game and saying I like this. That's it. That's all I'm doing this week. Beautiful, beautiful. We tried to get too cute. The Broncos money line was not too cute. I don't know what the hell happened. That was fucking obnoxious. Jock, what about you? I fought a good fight. I fought a good fight. I fought it square and fair. I took the best punch early as as Nico Saturday started, and I had to look at myself in the mirror. Um, we had to get on the chalkboard, beat it up, and figure out how to how to make some money on Sunday. And it was tough. It was tough. I, I almost blew a vocal cord. I had to uh, sit in a room alone, but it was okay. It was okay. We we fought a good fight. Nathaniel Hackett, you should probably contemplate quitting your job because you cost me a little bit more money, but that's okay because it's week two. The boys are back. Miller Lite's still going to be ice cold. It's like gold at the end of the rainbow. I know. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but Hackett came out today. He was like, yeah, you know, looking back on it, we definitely should have went for it. You paid this man $246 million and didn't trust him with the ball. In Seattle, 20 seconds left we'll, on a fourth we'll and talk, five. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. You're, you're, right, for, you're right. For the record, Corey, I was wrong. I was up 8.07 units. 
this weekend, not Very five nice. or six. And pretty sure uh, Jock and I took the two v two just to rain on your. Oh, parade a oh, yep. More. You know what? No, yeah. you're you're correct. That that is worth Shove mentioning. Shove that up your ass. Lost that too. Yeah. <laughs> just to add a mind. Poor fucking Nico. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll man up to that. You know, that was hey, it was a good game. You know, that's all we could look for. Uh, I don't think anybody will complain about that. But as I said earlier, week two, I am so fucking excited for this. We're getting right into it. No more fucking bullshit. The lines are clear. I see everything. First game up, we have Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are minus four and a half, minus four in some books. Over under steady at 54 and a half. Nico, give us your stats. And then Jock, Thursday night specialist, get ready to roll. The Chargers and Chiefs are both 1-0 against the spread. Chiefs and Arizona game hit the over um, Sunday. So, And then the Chargers and Las Vegas hit the under. So we're going we're gonna to base all of these off the overs. So Kansas City is 1-0. Um, Chargers are 0-1 because no one, wants, no, no, no one bets for unders, especially here. We don't bet unders. So there's that. Not allowed. Under's not allowed. And that's going to bring me to my point. Nico, great job. Under's not allowed. That's why we're going to cook up a little same-game parlay. A little same-game parlay. We're going to take Austin Eckler anytime touchdown score. He's going to get in the end zone. You could count on it. Don't worry about it. We're also going to take Justin Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns. That It's going to happen. If you want to take Eckler out and put in an alternate over, look at 45 and a half to 47 and a half. It's going to be a, a high flyer in this one. I know Keenan Allen's hamstring, but Herbert's talented enough to get it done. There's going to be points scored. I think Eckler's going to be the guy. Look for him to get a touchdown. So same game parlay could go one or two ways. Eckler to get in the end zone, Herbert over one and a half touchdowns thrown, or you could flip flop it with the over and Herbert one and a half. Take those three selections, mix them, match them all you want. They're going to come in. I I was not impressed with the Chargers win over the Raiders on Sunday. Derek Carr threw three interceptions. I think Uh, it was just not, it should have been more than a five point game. Let me just say that. That being said, I do really like the over here. I feel like it's my only play. Other than that, the only thing I would be even tempted to take is Chargers money line, but I'm not going to do that because that's really the only value play here. Four is such a shitty number. It's like the perfect spot for Vegas. I mean, you, you don't know what the fuck to do here. I don't know what the fuck to do. It's still too early on. I fucked around last week. I'm not doing it again. I, I, don't, let, I don't know. I'm so confident Austin Eckler is going to score. I'll let you guys choose the punishment if he doesn't. Anything. Done. We Done. could put it on all of our social medias. I don't care. Done. Jay, what do you Eckler, got? Eckler's getting in. Well, I, I'm kind of on on the books here saying that the Chiefs are going to take the West this year, and that was kind of a, a shot. You know, not a lot of people expected me to probably have that take. And, you know, you watch the Chiefs and the Cardinals game this weekend. The Cardinals, I believe, blitzed at Patrick Mahomes on 60% of his passes on Sunday, which is not the recipe for success for success against against the Chiefs, as everyone knows. I think the Chargers with the Khalil Mack and Bosa, they'll be able to apply pressure and they'll sit in a too high look and force Patrick Mahomes to methodically drive the ball down the field. And I don't know why Vance Joseph stuck to what he does in Arizona with all the, the five and six man pressures. It's not how you beat the Chiefs. And Brandon Staley knows that it's a divisional game and the Chargers getting four and a half. And I think that's the play. I'm going to go with the Chargers four and a half. All right, next up, we're going to totally skip the Jets and Browns. Shitball game of the week. It's not even worth our fucking breath. No one has any bets. I mean, that's just the worst game of the week, without a doubt. Uh, Next up, Jock, I know you're excited for this one. A little glimmer of hope for my boy Michael Thomas in the fourth quarter. We got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Right now, Tampa Bay is minus 2.5 in DraftKings, minus 3 in Caesars. 
at even money. Over under set at 44. Nico, what do you got? Tampa Bay beat the piss out of Dallas. They embarrassed them 19 to 3. They were 1 0 covering. New Orleans had a comeback victory against the Falcons, which was awesome. The only bet I won was a two with it was a Saints and Ravens parlay. And thank God that hit, or my my day would have been 10 times more worse. Jesus. New Orleans is 1 0 with the over, and Tampa is 0 1. I love Tampa here. They're a better team. I don't trust Winston just yet. I mean, he didn't have a very, very good fourth quarter. But I mean, I, I need to see that whole that team put a whole four quarters together or full game together. So I'm just going to go to Tampa Bay minus two and a half here. And I was looking at this one. I obviously, you guys know, I love Tampa Bay. I root for them in the NFC, but with the way things have gone between Tampa and New Orleans, you know, in the past couple of years, I can't see myself having a play here. It's just too much. I don't know, too much fucking uncertainty with me. And although I think Tampa is the better team, I mean, the saints, they've proved they could shut down Tampa Bay's offense. And until I'm proved otherwise, um, I'm just going to stay away from it. Jason, the one thing that's actually, um, making me go with Tampa here is, I mean, that was Peyton. They, they had trouble facing Sean Payton. This is a whole different coaching staff right now. That's the only reason why I like Tampa. Whoa, 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 whoa. They still let's got not, the same let's guy. Let's not say it's a whole different coaching staff. It's, it's, still, it's, done. It, it, it's still Pete Carmichael. Peyton's gone. No, it's, but Pete Peyton's Carmichael gone. was there. Let's not act like he was, he, Okay, yes, he was there. Peyton's gone, he, though. Dennis Allen's still the guy calling the defense. It's not a, it's not a totally different team. It's the same roster. It didn't get rebuilt. And, and there's a reason why the spread is so tight. The Tampa Bay is the favorite to win the NFC, but Pete Carmichael, Dennis Allen, those guys have binders of ways to beat the Bucks. We, they've beat them before. Now, the one thing that they're going to struggle against is the run. Last week, they struggled against the run mightily in the first half. If the Bucks could establish the run, the Saints are in trouble. They're, they're going to be in, in trouble that allows Tom Brady to set up play-action pass, blah, blah, blah. And, and then the Saints get into trouble. They get some space. But if the Saints could could come out and get the ball to their playmakers, I know Kamara's battling a rib injury right now. We don't know if they're gonna he's going to play or not. If he could get the ball to Jarvis, if he could get the ball to MT in the red zone, if he could get the ball to Olave, they, they could very well blow the top off of Tampa. Tampa's not something, you know, th- th- nobody's scared of playing Tampa in the NFC South. But if the Saints don't stop the run, they're in for a long night. If they could, I see the Saints by two scores. You know, I said I was going to be smart. I'm actually not betting this game, but if I did have a play, there's, Michael Thomas, anytime touchdown looks phenomenal. No, there's me. no reason to bet this game just because Dennis Allen's still the defensive coordinator. You don't know if he's going to shut him out. They did it before, and and you don't know what the Saints offense is going to do. Saints offensive line still spotty. James Hurst at left tackle, Cesar Ruiz at right guard. They're not going to be able to establish the run, especially against that defensive front and linebacker core of the Tampa Bay. It's going to be very, very tough sledding, and look for Winston to throw the ball early. Get him in rhythm early. If he can't get in rhythm, they're going to get blown out, and Tampa Bay is going to run all over them. It's going to be a tale of two stories. Easy enough. You know, you know I don't feel yeah. pressured to take anything here. I'm going to stay no, away from don't, it. Don't force a bet in the NFC South. It's not worth it. Force bets against the Falcons. Those are the kind of bets to force. A bad defense. These two teams going at it, no need to force. Yeah, what do you got? I already kind of spoke my piece. I think there's other games on the slate that you could bet. I'm staying yeah. away from yeah. this one. For sure. Okay, well, I know one is coming up here that, Jason, you and I are both pretty excited about. A lot of potential to make some money here. Next up, we have Carolina at the New York Giants. Right now, Giants are minus two and a half. Over-unders fluctuating from 43 to 42. Nico, 
What do you got? Carolina is 0-1 covering, and the Giants are 1-0. I don't really want to talk about this game, the Giants right now. Carolina <laughs> covered the over, and I'm not talking about the Giants again. I like Carolina here. I don't see the Giants covering two games straight. I think that last game was complete fluke. Horrible, horrible OC calling by Tennessee. We were talking about our chat the whole freaking game. It was just another bone in the pitch I had to deal with. But I, I like Carolina here. I think Baker's going to come back and play a decent game against the Giants, and they're going to cover the two and a half. Jason, I'm going to say something because I know you're going to like this. Brian Dabble's got those people playing. And you're going to like – he was an Alabama guy. He was with Tua. He was with Jalen Hurts, and he kind of developed Tua. He was there for the development. And he has his guys humming right now. They're expecting to win, and I love it. I love the G-men here. I love the G-men in this spot. When was the last time the G-men went 2-0? and Somebody type it in. I, I can't remember. I, I cannot remember. I might not even have been alive. I don't know. They're going to be 2-0 and by the end of – Sunday night, we're going to be on our knees begging for the G-Men to stop winning. G-Men are winning this game. Dabble's got them fired up. All of those things are true you said about Dable, but I just think the Panthers, they're better. Christian McCaffrey could not run the ball last week against a superior Browns team, and I think the Giants, they're going to be a little high off an emotional win last week. This is still a young team. They're still a bad team, and I I just think the Panthers, they have a strong defense. And it just didn't really show out last week because they were really good at running the ball, Cleveland. I'll probably help you out here. A gut-wrenching loss to the Browns. How do they respond? How do they travel and respond to a loss? And I, I don't think that they're, I don't think Baker's going to be able to respond. You know he's going to be he's going to throw at least one pick. He's going to throw one pick. How bad will it be? Will it be in the second half? Jason has his thought back. Chip in whenever you want. Yeah, the uh, you know Carolina. They also have a young offensive line. And the Giants are going to be missing Kayvon Thibodeau, their first-round pick, and their defensive line doesn't necessarily have a ton of threats to get pressure on Baker. Where last week they were worried about Miles Garrett. No type of major threat this week for the Panthers to prepare for. Um, getting them plus 118 on the money line is gorgeous to me. I already bet it. It's in my action network. I was all over it uh, yesterday. Am I lone survivor on, on Giants? You are. You are because I'm all over the Panthers here. Uh, the Giants made me some money last week. They're also going to make me some money this week when they go down. When they go down against the Panthers. I think Panthers win this game, like Jason said. The fucking value. I I love the V word. Jason gave me a good quote yesterday. We were just getting to talking, and and I was, you know, sharing some of my bankroll management and and showing what I had coming up here. And he said, Corey, one thing I noticed about you, the three V's in life. We got value, vodka, and I'm going to save the other one because a little too raunchy for me right now. A little too early on in the night. Let me get a couple nooners in me, and then I'll maybe maybe let her rip. But Carolina, money line plus 118, the value. The value in the vodka will be flowing. Uh, listen mean, to the end of the show to get the final V. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, not much more to say here. I, I really like the Panthers in this spot. Kind of that simple. All right, enough of that fucking game. We got, oh, Christ. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Indy's minus four right now. Over-under's 46 and a half. I don't even want to fucking hear what you guys are going to say. Nico, whatever. Both of these teams did not cover last game, so they both own one. Jacksonville's 1-0 and covering, and the over-under, and Indy is 0-1. I like the Colts here. I was not impressed with Jacksonville at all. I thought they were going to come out with a lot better. I mean, they faced Washington, who was a mediocre bottom team. 
and Jacksonville is the bottom team too. I just plus four is just or minus four for the Colts is just if they should win by a touchdown at least. They are supposed to win the AFC South. I mean, after watching the Titans, they should win the AFC South. So, I mean, they gotta beat they gotta beat Jacksonville by at least a touchdown here. I'm not fucking touching this game. Jason and I talked about it. The Colts have statistically and consistently sucked early on in the season. They have not proven themselves to me yet, obviously, fucking tying the Texans. It, it's just not worth it here. I'm going to obviously throw them in one of my little money line parlays just so I could bet on them because I, I think they do win the game. But keep in mind, the Colts go to Jacksonville and they lose football games consistently lose football games in Jacksonville. Again, similar story for me. There's other games on the slate that I like more, but I will say Washington kind of took me by surprise this week. Curtis Samuel looked like he's kind of back to his old form. They just drafted Jahan Dotson, who scored two touchdowns on Sunday, and they got Scary Terry. So it looks like Carson Wentz has some weapons at at his disposal to get the ball to, and it showed on Sunday because I had Jacksonville winning outright. Lake Corey, you kind of just spoke for me. I'm just not obsessed with Indy early in the season, and Jacksonville doesn't do it for me, so I got nothing. I'm going to revert back to last year, and and I'm going to go back to the playoff push for the Colts. Dude, fuck off. We no, don't need this, to talk about it. This isn't a shot at you. It's going to set up my play. This is a revenge game. You know, the playoffs were, were served to the Colts on a silver platter, and all they needed to do was win, and, and they didn't. And the Jags took it right out from under them. This is a revenge game. And I smell blowout all the way. The locker room's going to be feel a little different vibe in there. And you know, they're going to Jacksonville again, and and you know, they want to come out with a victory. This is this has blowout written all over. This probably would have been a lock for me uh, if I actually thought about it a little bit more. Yeah, I'm all over the Colts this week. You know, this is this is going to be a blowout win for them. That fucking terrifies me. You know how superstitious I, I'm done. I don't want to talk about the Colts anymore. If you have to say the c word. Just fucking text it because I don't want to talk about it ever again. One I'm excited for. Next up, we got Miami at Baltimore. Right now, Baltimore is minus three and a half at home. Over-under is 44 and a half. I got some juicy plays here. So, Nico, run through it. I got to go. I got to go. They both covered last week. They're both 1-0 gets the spread. And they actually both are 0-1 hitting the over. I actually love the Dolphins here. Baltimore did not impress me. I mean, they beat the Jets. They did not impress me at all, though. The lack of weapons that they have is going to scare me. And the Dolphins have a very, very good secondary. And I think Lamar's going to struggle heavily here. I, I just love the Dolphins. I mean, this year, too, I really like the Dolphins. Their weapons are awesome. And, I mean, if Tua, if Tua could just play as a little bit better than a game manager, that's right. manager this team's going to be spooky. So I have the Dolphins here. Dude, Jay knows one of my bigger plays this week is – Dolphins money line and Dolphins plus three and a half. Nico, like you said, I watched the first half. A a lot of the guys I work with down here are are Ravens fans. I work out of a Baltimore office and nobody was impressed with that first half effort. Nobody. It's just, it left a lot to be desired. I mean, Devin Duvernay is not going to have two fucking touchdowns every game. That is not sustainable. It's not going to happen. I'm all over the Dolphins here every which way. I mean, up, down, sideways inside out it's still early on in the season so the temperature in, in Baltimore isn't going to mean that much I think the Dolphins take this one I actually if I have no play but if you were holding me at gunpoint I would take the Ravens minus three and a half I was really really encouraged with what I saw from Miami but they left some meat on the bone 
um, versus New England. Obviously, working the kinks out in a new offense is expected. First game action as a unit. I don't know. I just think going up to Baltimore in a hostile environment versus Lamar Jackson and, you know, a great organization in Baltimore. I'm not sure they're ready for that test early in the season yet with this new staff. But I just I just need to see it. I still think they could win. But like I said, if you're holding me at gunpoint, I think I'd have to go with the Ravens. But, I mean, you guys know I feel it on my core. I would I want to bomb the Dolphins' money line, but I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Dude, plus 145, that's a lot of value here. And I will say that I think if you look on paper, Miami has the better team. It's just, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel it in my gut. I just got a feeling towards the game that I don't like, and I don't know why. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Your gut worked for you last week, so just just let it go. Okay, Jockey's giving me the nod. This one is going to get some cringes. Seattle at San Francisco. I'm going to say that one more time because they lost me all my money. San Francisco. Right now, San Fran is minus 10, <laughs> minus 9.5 in FanDuel Sportsbook, minus 10 everywhere else. Over-under is only at 42.5. Nico, if you can muster it up, let us know. No comment. Next. <laughs> I got a comment here. San Fran is going to win the game, but if you're fucking giving me Seattle at plus 10, I think I'm going to take it. Actually, that's false. That's false. Corey, stop being a pussy. I have no reason to bet this game. I'm not going to bet this game. I'm going to throw San Fran in one of my money line parlays. Just a little bit, and that's it. I'm taking San Fran minus 10 and a half. Wow. Last week was a fluky game. Seattle, they're a bad fucking team. There's no other way to put it. You know, they're kind of celebrating a game where their quarterback threw for 190 yards, and San Fran's going to come in pissed off. And there's one thing you got to love in gambling is that when a great team loses when they shouldn't fucking lose, they come back the next week pissed off and looking to kick the shit out of the next team. And they got the weak link of the division in Seattle coming in. And it's going to be a beat down in San Francisco. I'll take San Fran. And like Corey said, I'll definitely have San Fran in my money line parlay. They'll be one of the three or four legs I normally do weekly. I'm I'm currently building a three-legger. And the first leg is Indy Colts. And now we're on the Niners. It, it's it's going to be a blowout. I know there's there's little value. They're probably going to, they're going to settle around probably 480 to 500 on the money line. But they're a sure lock to win this game. Um, so if you're building a money line parlay, Colts Niners so far for me. Uh, we'll get to the third leg to get you to plus money soon. Another game that I, w- I was very tempted to put this in my bets, but it's not. Atlanta at Los Angeles Rams. Right now, Rams are minus ten and a half, and DraftKings minus ten and Caesars kind of fluctuates across the board. So look at your books. Make sure you're getting the best number. Over unders at forty seven. I mean, dude, this is a fucking huge spread again. We have like three or four massive spreads this week. Nico, go ahead. Falcons are 1-0 and against the spread. The Rams are 0-1. Atlanta is 1-0 with covering the over. And the Rams are 0-1 without covering the over. I like the Rams minus 10.5 here. I think they're, they have a few extra days to recoup from that brutal game that they played against Buffalo. And I do think they covered minus 10.5 here. Another leg to my money line parlay. Rams are definitely going to be in it. They really didn't impress me offensively. Their offensive line is weak, but you know you can't really base them after they just played arguably the best defense in the entire NFL on opening night. And the most improvement comes from week one to week two. So it'll be interesting to see how the Rams respond after a beatdown from Buffalo. Yeah, the the way the Falcons ran the ball against the Saints is not going to be the same way they run the ball against the Rams. It's just not going to be. 
There's just too much talent on, on the Rams' defensive side of the ball. This is blowout written all over it. If they're going to force Mariota to throw, and, and God bless anybody who's on the receiving end of that. I'm probably going to lay a couple points on, on Rams minus 10.5 and, a half and uh, add them to my money line parlay. Too young of a defense for Atlanta to hang with these guys. The next game we have another fucking massive spread, Houston at Denver. Denver's minus 10 all across the board. Over-unders 46 and a half, 46, 45, all over the place. I mean, this line is going, going to shift when the money comes in on the Texans. I'm going to say that. I think the Texans are going to get a lot of the bets here. They have mine, Jay. You know that Texans have at least a half unit on plus 10 for me. So, Nico, go ahead. Houston's 1-0 covering. Broncos are 0-1. And both teams are 0-1 covering the over. I'm I'm not high in the Broncos yet, to be honest with you. I I don't. It feels like the coaches and trust Russell Wilson right now, yep. especially from that fourth and five. I'm just gonna stay away from this game. I really don't know what to put for this one. Yeah, I probably got no play here, but I will say I said in the group chat earlier today or last night after the game, watching Denver. I think that's a team that's built to win in January. I know I might sound crazy. They got a two-headed monster backfield. And I mean, if they just clean up the 10 penalties and punch it in on the one-yard line twice, I mean, they win by 14, 17 points or whatever. This is a good team. I I think they're going to have a hard time making the playoffs because you got to win games like that against Seattle, a team you're supposed to beat. But this team has the recipe. They have the depth. They have whatever you want to call it. The guys, they're going to an arrowhead in January in a playoff game and run the ball and keep the ball out of the Patrick Mahomes' hands and, and win late in the year. Not sure how that means anything for this game this week, but <laughs> I'm not going not gonna to bet it. But I was encouraged by what I saw from Denver. Davis Mills needs to travel to Denver. You know, he's going to be at altitude. I know we talk, we like weather. Jason specifically likes weather. I like altitude. Um, and he's going to altitude. He might struggle. If Nathaniel Hackett could figure out a way to get so many unforced errors, pre-snap penalties, just a bunch of bullshit that could be fixed. Like Jason said, it's a two-score, three-score game. Texans, kind of the same opponent as the Seahawks. I think if they clean it up, they could cover nine and a half. Don't be shocked if they blow them out by 21, 24. Jesus. Yeah, it has that written all over it. They're at home. You know, Hackett's going to take a lot of shit from uh, the press. You know, they might be out for blood. As he should. Yeah, he should. He should. I mean, he, he... Fucked himself out of a win that whole whole. Yeah, let's let's not let's not call time. Let's not call timeout. Burn the clock, and then when Seattle gets the ball back, let me burn two of my timeouts on the kneel. Come on, dude. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Come on, that makes absolutely no sense. Again, first year head coach Nathaniel Hackett. He fucked it up. He's gonna learn. He's gonna grow. Week one, it's almost like extended training camp. You know, these guys are now at home. I feel like they have blowout written on this one. I know. Altitude at home, too much for Davis Mills. I'm going to book Denver minus nine and a half right now. Now, if you guys care to venture into our action network, you will see a play that not many people have talked about. Charles, I'm going to let you explain that one to everybody. But right now we got Arizona at Las Vegas. Raiders are minus six over unders at 51 and a half. Nico, give us the stats. Both these teams are not cover the spread Sunday. Cardinals are 1-0 covering the over, as the Raiders are 0-1 covering the over. I don't like any I don't like any of these teams this week, so I'm just going to stay away from it. Doc, why don't you tell everybody why Raiders minus 5.5 is in the Action Network, please? I love the Las Vegas Raiders. 
I love them here. I love the Raiders. I love them here. I love them here. And we got it early. Corey, what did we get at? Three? You, three you played it at minus three, correct? That was oh, an hour late. It already shipped yeah. to five and a half. Yeah, I, I fucking love them here. I love them here. If there's a time the Raiders are going to smack the shit out of the Cardinals, it's right now. <laughs> I think they're going to throw the ball all over these fuckers. Of course, they're going to give up touchdowns. The over's probably going to hit. But the Raiders are going to score more points than the Cardinals, and that means the Raiders are going to win. So I have the Raiders to win, and I think if they win, they're going to cover. So I fucking love the Raiders. I have to say it like that because it makes me feel good. But they will win. They will cover. It could be a lock for me like the Colts. Moneyline parlay. It's going in. It's not the fourth leg or the third leg. It's a different money line parlay that I'm going to do. Okay, okay, okay. Definitely, uh, definitely a nice bet if you got them at three and a half early, like you mentioned. You already did, but with the movement it's got, I feel like I already kind of missed a boat, and it's not something I want to get in on. And I just hope Vance Joseph learned his lesson with what he did last week with Patrick Mahomes blitzing them with all these guys because the Raiders they got even more threats on the perimeter than the Chiefs do, and Derek Carr will make them pay every single time he tries to do that because Arizona has no threats on the edge to get after the quarterback. They lost Chandler Jones. J.J. Watt is hurt. Chargers last week had Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. That says enough. God love the Raiders here, though. They might go into my money line parlay, too, to be honest with you. Derek Carr did not impress me last week. I know I already talked about it. Steve-O was not happy. Uh, Jock and I had a call with Steve-O, and he was – he was pretty infuriated uh, with a lot of things until the end of the game. So not, not much more for me to say here. I think I'd probably throw Raiders in my money line parlay. Maybe not sure yet. Got to think about it. Next game, we got Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are minus 10 over under is at a measly, measly 42 and a half. Nico, give us the rundown. Chicago is 1-0 covering the spread as they beat the 49ers. Packers are 0-1. And both these teams not cover the over. I actually love the under here. Green Bay is going to struggle on offense for a bit until Aaron Rodgers gets used to this wide receiver core that he has. And I still think the Bears stink. I think that weather that they had just kind of played in their favor. Trey Lance, I don't think, has ever played in rain. That amount of rain, I don't think, ever. So I just think that the under is the play here. I'm not touching this fucking game. Here's another one with these massive spreads that I, I always feel like you just make a lot of money on naturally. I refuse to touch this game. I know Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. Ten points is a lot of points for someone who, well, not someone, I'm sorry, for, for a team who dropped easy touchdown bombs uh, against the Vikings. The Vikings are, are a very good team, but Green Bay missed plenty of opportunities. Just not here for me. I, I don't need to touch it, so I'm not going to. Not touching it, but if I had to make a play, you got to go with Green Bay here. I saw a stat the other day that was kind of funny on the Bears. 33% of their first downs on Sunday was because of penalties committed by San Francisco. And that kind of kind of just shows, like, they're not a good team. They can't move the ball. Yeah, you could say the weather was bad, but that's kind of what everybody expected from the Bears. Everyone knows they're bad. They got lucky. They came out of the gate. They got a win versus a superior team. Big whoop. Packers are going to come in there and lay a beat down on them. I'm not worried about the drops. And they got a taste of probably one of the top teams in the NFC in Minnesota. Week one with all these new guys. Aaron Rodgers is going to adjust. It's all going to be okay in Green Bay. As he once said, everybody relax. R-E-L-A-X, relax. Green Bay lost a brutal 
last year against well, who they faced last year that they lost against week one. You're saying Saints, they got their yeah, ass. Yeah, I mean, they faced yeah, the Saints. 38 to 3 or something. Steamrolled, and then they, they were fine the rest of the season. So, I mean, I agree. I think they're going to be fine. But, I mean, I, I, the, the lack of weapons that they have right now is just kind of spooky to me. Terrifying. Not just spooky. I mean, fucking terrifying. Now, this is our last game before our locks of the week. And, Nico, I know it's been a, it, it was a rough week one for you. Just to make it a little worse, we're going to go over this one in depth because – you were kind of mean to me when we were watching that Colts game. All I Give saw it to was, him. Give dude, it to him. You know what? You're right. All I saw was these fucking texts. I love seeing the Colts struggle. Fuck the Colts. I love that the Colts struggle. You know what? Before fucking Sunday, the Colts were 0-8 in the last eight fucking years opening week. We didn't lose. We're undefeated. We're number one seed in the AFC South right now. So guess what? Next game up, Christ, we got the Tennessee Titans. What a shit show. I was all over Giants money line last week. Loved it. I saved the receipt too. So I'll throw that uh, in the group chat later so you could send me an apology. Bills are minus 10. Tennessee at Buffalo Bills minus 10 over under 49 and a half. I mean, listen, if there was a game where I was going to take a double digit favorite, it's this fucking game. Look at you smirking down there. Let's fucking go. <laughs> it's going to be a rough fucking year to be a fucking Titans fan. A rough year. Corey's just throwing snowballs right in Nico's face. Holy shit. Titans lost 35-something brutally week one last year against the Cardinals. And I heard Corey's fat ass fucking saying the same (laughs) over and over. Oh, my God, a good Titans. I was like 38-3. Holy shit, blah, blah, blah. Dude, they're going to be fine. I mean, they're going to be fine. This is a bad week two opponent to be fine with. (laughs) But they're going to be fine in the future. Vrabel's like, I think, 10 and 1, 10 and 2, with an extra day of rest, covering spreads. And last year, we beat the Bills when everyone said, oh, the Bills are beat the piss out of you last year, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I love hearing it, to be honest with you. Because when you guys all talk oh, my, all these about all these mighty Bills, blah, 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 I'll come back if they win, hopefully when they win, and just sit there with a smile. I'll Hope just sit beat there the Bills and smile last year, too. Don't forget. Okay. I mean, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Tennessee Titans. They will be fine, but with this game, I'm staying away from it might get ugly. That's all I'm saying. Well, fuck the Titans. Bills, Bills minus 10. Every which way, up, down, sideways, inside out, twice on Monday night. I normally typically side with the Titans. And, you know, Sunday, they, they just look like a bad team, a team that's just hurting and, and just looking to find some type of offensive weapons outside Derrick Henry. Their quarterback is is what it is. He's not really the issue. It's the fact they have no really any weapons to get the ball to. Traylon Burks, he's a rookie. He was okay. Don't really have a tight end. Their defense, you know, they let allowed a game winning drive to Daniel Jones. That wasn't very promising. No, I whoa, think the whoa, Bills. Watched, no, wait, wait. We muffed the punt, bro. We didn't let a game winning drive. We muffed the punt on the ten yard line. Daniel Jones didn't drive down the field and score. We muffed the right. punt. Oh, well, either way, Saquon. Daniel Jones scored whatever twenty. Four points where it was to beat the Titans. 20, 21. I saw Daniel Jones go right down the field and score a touchdown versus Titans team. The Titans are bad. I'll eat the crow if they if they come back and turn things around. This is a bad football team. They're missing the playoffs. They oh, might win eight God. games, and they're just going to start trickling forward. And it'll be Malik Willis time before you know it, and Can't that'll wait. be enter- and that'll be entertaining to watch. Can't but wait. this is a bad team. I'll stand on and I'll eat the crow if they end up turning it around. I agree. Freddie Swain had our, our most offensive skill position snaps. 
Freddie Swain, a backup tight end, had our most eighty-seven uh, percent. He was on the field. It's a bad That's team. Disgusting. It's, it's, it's a terrible disgusting. team. It's a terrible team, and they're losing uh, a great player in Landry. Bud Dupree got fucking locked up by Andrew Thomas. It looked like to me. And, you know, the Giants, they were a young team, and they went there, and they fucking won. So the Titans should be embarrassed, and if they lose big. We lost to the Jets last year, and everyone said the same shit again, too. So, man. They lose big to Buffalo here. They might start packing their shit and get ready for 2023. I agree. Without further ado, now it is time for our locks of the week. Okay, first game up, yours truly. Jason and I, only ones with lock wins last week. Swallow the bullet there. Nico, again, that was unforeseeable. You didn't know it was going to be a fucking monsoon in San Fran, so give you some slack there. But guess what? I've got an underdog money line lock of the week. New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now, Patriots are minus one and a half. Over-unders at 40, 40 and a half. I got the Steelers plus money with a little help from my buddy Jay. Underdog money line plus 105. Give me it all. I, I want all the fucking juice here. I want all the work. I want it all. Steelers money line. They're winning that game. Mac Jones has no fucking weapons. I mean, yeah, the Steelers got gifted a couple turnovers. Sure. Whatever. Fine. They got the fucking juice going. No way. New England waltzes into Yin's town and fucking wins that football game. Not a chance. Steelers money line. Book it. Corey, I like your chances because New England, they look like a shell of themselves of years past. Zero threats on offense. They lost Josh McDaniels, and I think it's showing. Mac Jones, oh, my God. If it's just basic protection shit they were screwing up. Yeah, you can give credit to Miami because they run a tricky uh, defensive scheme, and it, it could get the young quarterbacks. But, I mean, my God, New England was tough to watch. And Pittsburgh, it's their home opener. It's always tough to go up to Pittsburgh and win no matter who you are. I just think in this instance here, you got to ride with Pittsburgh plus money on the money line. It's it's the right side. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I really don't have a play here, to be honest with you. I think the Steelers, both offenses looked really, really shitty. And I think TJ Watt being out, I mean, that's going to hurt the Steelers a little bit. Thank God he's not out for the season. I just read that he was out for six weeks. But, I mean, both these offenses looked really bad. So I'm just going to stay away from this one. But, I mean, Corey won last week, so might as well tell him again. Nico, you're up next. We have the Washington Commanders at the Detroit Lions. Right now, Lions are minus two and a half, minus one and a half in FanDuel. Over-unders at 49. Nico, give us the juice. I was scrolling down on my apps trying to find something that I like, and I stumbled upon this game, the Lions versus the Commanders. Both these teams covered the over, and I said, you know what? Both were going to cover again. Lions defense looked putrid. Washington's offense looked decent. Lions put up 35 points. I know it was kind of garbage time. And Washington's defense did not look anything special either. I got it at 48 and a half. I could see, see it being around 54, 55. So I'm riding the over on this game. I'm going, I'm staying away from spreads a little bit this week because week two always scares me. So I'm just going to go with the over on this game. I had to do a play here. I'd tell you. Because, Jason, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Why, why don't you let everybody know why I'm going to tail Nico here? Because this was your idea. Obviously, morale was low. Morale is low. You could feel it through the podcast. We're working on it. We got to get hyped up. Morale, morale is hurting here. Okay? 
But guess what? There's nothing better than our own fucking revenge game. Nico was down and out, down and out. We had to pick him up, put the wings on him, get the suit, and get him going. There's nothing better than a fucking revenge pick. The vengeance is out there. You're not missing. Hammer it. You know, I was going to tell Nico because when your buddy pisses his pants, sometimes it's good to clean him up and get him off the ground. But I I can't get behind this pick, Nico. I really expected a better pick from you. I'm just being honest. Oh, my God. I, I I can't get behind it because I knew you'd come into this week pissed off and pick a winner. And I'm actually shocked that you picked something like this. I'm staying away from it. Oh, my God. Well, dude, that, that, that kind of hurts my feelings, not going to lie. I, just, I expect rough. it better. I, I expect it better from you. This is, I, I don't like it. I just don't. I, think I love maybe, it. Now, now you since know, you don't like it, I love well, it. Good. You I said that it. last week, right? That, that's your famous well, dude, did, Okay, yeah, dude. Ten inches of rain in a, I'm a monsoon in Chicago. No, I'm, not, I'm not making fun of your San Fran pick. I'm just saying. It's just I expect it better. You know, you, you pissed your dude, pants. This, this, we, this we, is the best you're going to get. We cleaned you up. This is the best you're going to get. And you know what? Jock said if that Eckler touchdown is not hit, he's going to do whatever they want. If this pick does not hit, I will eat a one chip, that hot fucking chip, Jeez. on this fucking video. <laughs> and I will post it on fucking Twitter. That's how fucking – I know this pick's going to hit. And if it, it does not, I will do that. Jock, listen, buddy. We got to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in a little bit. Even if it's just four words, I'll, I'll listen to it. But you got to say something, pal. Give, give me something. Well – I hope to God, Austin Eckler touched. touched. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So I can see that fucking rabbit eat one of those fucking chips. Uh, a I, rabbit? You call him a rabbit? Yeah, a rabbit. <laughs> that little fucking rabbit in the bottom of my screen I'm looking at. The Josh yeah. drank two beers, bro, and he's fucking slurring his words. Dude. Oh, my. Yeah, okay, we're getting out of control. Move, th- this one, we actually need to get serious with and pay attention because, Jason, this is yours in this pick at the timing. I'm seriously questioning if you have some sort of, I don't fucking know, dude, a time machine or something. But right now we got Cincinnati at Dallas. Oh, my God, dude. Dallas and DraftKings is plus eight and a half. Caesars is plus seven and a half. Over-unders at 42 and a half, 43 and a half, all over the fucking place. These guys do not know how to adjust the lines based on Dak. But, Jay, it doesn't matter because go ahead. Tell us what you got. I'll let you explain it because I'm thoroughly impressed. You know, I was watching Dallas play versus Tampa Bay, and I was just thinking to myself, my God, these fucking guys, they just can't do anything. Since he just loses a heartbreaker up in Pittsburgh, or it was in Cincinnati, and I just started scrolling through the fucking, you know, the slate for next week, and I saw that since he was plus 112 or plus 108 on the money line or whatever the fuck it was, so I fucking bombed that, sent it to the group chat. No one really seemed to give a shit. Then about 20 minutes later, Dak Prescott <laughs> bashes his hand off of she- Shaquille Barrett's, where the fuck his name is, helmet, snaps his thumb, and next thing you know, the lines are locked. Everyone's trying to get in. So listeners who want to follow my lock for this week, it's not going to happen. You're, you missed the train. Sorry, but it's it's a steal for me, and I'm running with it. I do want to say something here because as soon as you said it, Jay, don't forget I threw it in Action Network. Verified. So you just so you guys know, I'm sure you're already aware, but you can't change, edit, delete any verified picks. So as soon as Jason said that, I threw it in there on the Action Network. That's why you got to follow because the locks go in as soon as we say them. You could have tailed it at plus 108. You could have got it 10 minutes before it was fucking hurt. I mean, obviously a shit show accident, but I mean, there's nothing better than Bengals money line at plus money because of a heads up fucking play. So, all right, Jock, you're up next. Our last lock of the week. 
after, you know, we already put in Vegas, but I'll finally let you off the hook for that. Hopefully it hits. Maybe we get lucky. But right now, final lock of the week, sketchy play, great game. Monday night, 8.30, Minnesota at Philly. Philly minus 2.5, all the way down to minus 1.5. Line is still moving. Over-unders 50.5, kind of steady there. So, Jock, give us your play. Yeah, Colin, Colin Pirtle, who's who's on the back end of this of this podcast here, helps us out with stats and social media and all that stuff. He's a huge Vikings guy, and he's got me pointed in the right direction with this one. Uh, he has me loving the Vikings in this one, and in fact, I'm gonna bust out. I'm gonna bust out my Vikings helmet here. We're riding all the way with the Vikings. Yeah. Fuck this fuck. We're going back to the fucking birds. We're going back to the fucking birds. Fly Eagles, fly. Welcome to the fucking link. Welcome to the link. Do fly Eagles, fly. Yep, we're going back to the fucking link. We're going back to the Eagles. We're going to fucking wipe their ass. Fucking Kirk Cousins doesn't know how to throw a fucking football in Philly. Philly by a fucking landslide. I don't give a fuck. I could take on all those fucking skull motherfuckers all with this fucking helmet. Give a fuck. I'm not going to say anything. I'll tell you. I'm not even going to. You just got me hyped up. I'll tell you. Philly by a million. I've got no play, but this is just, it just screams trap game for Philly. They're a bunch of cocky motherfuckers <laughs> in that city. And you know what? Those fans, yeah, they might have the better team, whatever you want to say. But Philly just always finds a way to surprise you along the way. And I'm going to take the Vikings on the money line here. Not in spite of Charles's pick. That's honestly how I feel. I think the Eagles, they just, they're a little bit too inconsistent. And I fucking think Jalen Hurts is a terrible thrower of the football. Wasn't too great last week, although he had a couple nice downfield throws. He's just he's just not my type of quarterback. There's no other way to put it. And I love Justin Jefferson. He's going to win the offensive player of the year this year. I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I just saw Charles punch his helmet 55 times. And I kind of want to headbutt him right now. I don't know why I just want to headbutt him. So, I mean, I'm going to go with the Eagles here just because I want to headbutt that helmet. So, yeah, Dude, you got the energy. Take us through the outro. But – before you do that, don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Clutch underscore Picks 1. Action Network, we're up and running. Tough week one. But there's nothing better, again, than a revenge game. Follow the Action Network, get all of our locks as soon as they come out so you don't miss a play like Bengals Moneyline plus 112 over the Cowboys. Jock, take us out. The boys are sick of fucking losing. We took our lumps week one. Poor Nico can't even wipe his ass. His fucking head hurts so bad. I got my helmet on. I'm ready for war week two. Jason's in his time machine ready to give you some more money. We're fucking locked and loaded, baby. We're ready for week two. Peace. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm. 